video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. And welcome to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast with myself, Jess, Craig. Hi, Craig. Good evening. And Andy. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. Hello. Uh, if you're new here, then hi and welcome. We are a group of Scottish gamers and we host a weekly podcast every Friday and we also publish written, review, written game reviews over at puredeadgaming.com. In this week's episode, we'll be unpicking all the latest gaming news, including rumours that Xbox games could be making their way to PlayStation. Uh, we'll run through the latest gaming releases as well and discuss what we've been playing. If you want to be involved in next week's episode, then head to the link in the description where you can complete our feedback form. Craig has updated this and promises me that he will include questions and comments from our lovely listeners going forward. Yes, yes. And also our written reviews... Uh, are worded better than you speak. I'd just like to say that as well. I, uh, yeah, that is probably true. If you don't already, please give us a follow on our social channels. All the links can be found in the episode description. We also have separate podcasts that focus on both PlayStation and Xbox, so make sure you check them out too. I'm struggling tonight already, it yeah. has to be said. Yeah, yeah rubber tongue. Aye. I do have a bit of a cold that I'm going to blame. I don't know, I think it was that line of cocaine. Oh, come on, Craig. <laughs> Don't spout mm. lies. <laughs> okay, I won't. <laughs> I just want no I, distraction. I, I just want to let folk know that Craig has still not taken up the mantle and... Taken up the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. He's not done it. Let's see, what are we? Took you, what, like a minute and a half yeah. to bring that up? Yeah. Good, good. I just want to get it right in there. Just let, I just... Letting you know my disapproval. I have tried. I have asked on various occasions. I'm lodging my disapproval. It's still not happened. We did even get via the new feedback form a bit of, a bit of feedback on that. Um, oh, what did they say? They said yellow belly. Uh, so it was signed by from the full internet, <laughs> and it said no. <laughs> Uh, no fucking way is Craig getting away with this. We demand a Tekken fight to the death, live on pay-per-view, or Twitch if that is easier. Exactly. If I had to eat a fucking crisp roll live on the podcast, oh you God. are going to... <laughs> oh my God, how can he still bring this up? It's the normal thing to eat that everybody enjoys, and you'd act like I made you fucking lick mm. a dog's balls. No. <clears throat> That'd have probably been better than that shit. Well, so... given your... Your livelihood and your lifestyle, yes, probably. So I think from next week is the deadline that you should take up the challenge. It's fear. It's actually fear in your it's face. It's not. It it's, really is. It's the fact it's the that fear I, of actually losing. No, it's the fact that I don't think that I should have to bow to such commands when I'm the 23-year undisputed champ champ. 
It's, I find it disrespectful that anyone would even lay a challenge on me. So how does somebody become the champ if they don't I decide someone's worthy and then I call them out. And his wife's not worthy. Yeah, that's what I heard. You're not on my heard, level. I just heard your wife's not worthy. At taking. Good at washing up. Oh. The smack talk begins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in her head. Do you want to fight right now a physical one? Because I'll do you that. Square, <laughs> square go. Never mind the Tekken. <laughs> right, we'll do best two out of three then. Tekken. Yes. A fist fight and... Washing fa- up dishes. Fastest, fastest to clean up. I beat you at that and all. What about a lap in Disney Speedstorm? <sighs> Pushing it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we could maybe set up some sort of triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> With the dishes. Quick game of taken. Jump to the kitchen, do the dishes. Disney speed storm. But that's a, a sack race. Steals. A canoe. A wee canoe race. Oh, yeah, I'd beat you at that. Kayak. Mm. Oh, sorry, kayak VR. That's what I meant to. Yeah. I'm a... Uh, oh, because you're so good in a kayak. Uh, well, I was... your fin- natural fucking home. <laughs> I, was fin- I was really good at it in the back garden, to be fair. <laughs> I excelled at that. Mm-hmm. Do you know I excelled as well? Did you see? Did you see about this guy who tried to go for the world record in making the tallest structure out of matchsticks? I did see this. Actually. Oh no! Oh, it's quality, man. How far did he get? Um, well, he made it, and it looks impressive. Oh really? Um, he did not get the world record though. How what, big? What was it like? A tower or like a house or something? Or was it just like a? That's it there. The Eiffel Tower? Yeah. Holy fuck. How does he stick them together? So it was 7.19 metres tall. Wow. It took him eight years. Eight years? Eight years. And he used 700,000. In fact, actually, to narrow it down more, he used 706,900 matchsticks. Oh, my God. You know what's impressive with that as well is the fact that it kept count for eight years. Aye. Do you know what's what un- do you know what's unimpressive though? The Guinness Book of Records fucking refused to acknowledge him. Why? <laughs> because apparently, so he didn't realise that there was fucking rules to this shit. Oh my god, mate! You didn't look for eight years. You didn't think to check the rules. <laughs> Come on. That's so, so bad. So he he, regard, he regards it as quote a great disappointment. Uh, and yourself apparently uh, they have said that it's because the structure must be built from matches that are available to the public for purchase and don't have the flammable red tips because obviously you could be halfway through it and let the, let the whole place on fire um, but the guy said that he got sick of like buying matches and cutting the tips off them yeah. so he contacted the supplier directly Right. And got them to send oh, him over the sticks without the, the tips. without the tips on them. Uh, Why is that a rule? So it says here that um, after becoming uh, tired of having to cut the tips off, he ended up contacting the main French manufacturer to have the wooden rods delivered in 15 kilogram boxes. Holy fuck. And because of that, the world Guinness Book of Records are just like, ah, nah, mate, no. try again. But I suppose he's get as much publicity as he would have anyway. Mm. In a way, been, been, been denied. In a further blow, 
he has said that he would really like if it could be on display at the Olympics this year because I think they've been held in France. The Olympics? And the Olympics the said... fucking match stick <laughs> Eiffel Tower. The Olympics said no as well. No wonder. What's that got to do with the Olympics? The Olympics, but apart from that, they said we don't have a room big enough. So and it would stupid. blow away otherwise because it probably weighs about fucking 10 pounds eight years man he must have had to like construct scaffolding like mini scaffolding around it to get up and it down. just seems yeah, like just, a waste of time I know I don't think I could commit to a project of that it just seems like a waste like, of your life yeah for what a little bit of publicity for, just for yeah. what you're going to look back in your life and go why did I waste eight years in that you know I've struggled mean? to commit to parenting for eight years <laughs> Let alone yeah. a fucking matchstick Eiffel Tower. Matchstick. Although that's something I can be proud of. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Brutal. I think that's quite harsh, though, mm. that rule. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's not as if you've just went, I'm just going to make my own matchsticks. You've still wait, they're still matchsticks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. Come on to fuck. It does seem like a rather crushing blow, but like you say, maybe, maybe inquire during the first year you know what I don't like about it the fact that who's the arbiter of this obviously going to speak clear because but the fact that it's like no we're going to make rules for this you know what I mean rules for, my, for making a fucking matchbook matchstick structure yeah. there's rules come on to fuck the rule should be you shouldn't waste eight years of your fucking life doing it I think it's because there's a previous person who's in it for the tallest structure is that correct so I found this bit weird as well. Sorry to belabor the point of this story, which has <laughs> definitely ran its course, but uh, I just found this really interesting. We're going to talk about it for eight minutes to honour the guy's commitment. The The previous record, or well, the current record, is 6.53 metres, right? So it what is, is it? It's an Eiffel Tower as well. Oh, fuck's sake. It's, probably an, it's potentially an Eiffel Tower record. Like, I don't know if they can build anything. But... Interestingly, the guy who's got the world record currently at 6.53 mil, uh, metres, he used 6 million matches. Whereas this guy's is 7... What was it? 7.19, and he used 700,000. So I want to know where the current record holder is hiding his extra 5.3 million matchsticks. Well, you do get little ones and big ones. Right. So maybe... Tell us more, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you turn everything I say into some sort of sexual innuendo? I mean... Oh, I well seen you went there. I mean, I was just meaning that you know seem to know a lot about matchsticks when you don't smoke. I don't... <laughs> I don't just, actually but if totally, you want to go there then okay let's, let's totally, discuss penis sizes I would just like to point out if anybody wants to know the definition of gaslighting Craig has just performed it <laughs> right that's enough about matchsticks maybe his was you'll set Kanye West sorry, one last. maybe his was uh, not hollow and it was like hard I'm not, I'm not doing it <laughs> Stop gaslighting my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth noting. <laughs> worth not not worth noting. Worth noting that uh, this whole conversation has happened when Andy has turned up in basically hot pants yeah. after <laughs> after a game of badminton. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just strolled in with his arse out. I've just been playing back. He's a nice arse. <laughs> oh dear. Thank God this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> oh, the viewers would be honoured to see my arse. Uh, so would the YouTube fucking higher ups. Uh, oh, we also had a, a follow up from a regular contributor when I can be asked reading it out. Flying Tackle, who said, based off last week's episode, The Lantern Men, you sons of bitches, you put some goddamn respect on Mr. Lantern and his people. I've heard glowing reports. <laughs> oh, that's right, The Lantern People. <laughs> <laughs> the Lantern People. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Funny how wrong we got it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, at no point during the conversation did I think we've maybe nailed this. No, nah, no, nah, I was. Quite far from Aye. from hitting that one. Yeah, I knew, we were, I knew we were quite far away. Yeah. Uh, oh, something I did watch over the last week. Mm. I'd watched the first episode before, but then I'd got sidetracked, but I went back and I did season one of Ted. And I, did you like the films? What is it? You know the film Ted with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did is you enjoy the two film? Films Aye, there's two films of that. I think the second one was relatively poor. The first one was good. Was but, Mark Wahlberg in both of them? Mm-hmm. But did you think the films were alright or your favourite? I enjoyed the film. I just remember the first one though. Aye, well, so they've got a TV show. Ah, I've seen that. Yeah, and Seth really Rollins, worth Seth watching. Seth McFarlane's involved in it, isn't it? He's mm-hmm. oh, the aye. executive producer on that. Aye, he voices Ted as well. Oh. Um, but it's really good. It's really well worth watching. Mm. I would highly recommend. It's only seven episodes as well. Each one's maybe 40 minutes. But it's it's funny. It's I, I kind of thought... I don't know, being on, I think it's Paramount Plus and just been a TV show that maybe be like, I don't know, rained in a bit, but it's definitely not. It's so funny. Like, there's oh. bits and pieces that are hit and miss, but overall, like, I thought it was we'll really good. Well, definitely. Out. The only thing I would say is, and it's good that I've got one in the tank, but episode six was a fucking Christmas episode. Oh, so I, I say oh. I've seen season one, I've seen episodes one to five and seven. And I'll report back on episode six mid November when the tree goes up. Oh my God. I didn't think you were capable of that. There's like, rules to this game. No. I know, but skipping up like a sequential show and then just skipping one. I didn't think you would do that. My love yeah. for Christmas overrides. Oh. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's commitment. As Right there. It is. But yeah, definitely check it out if anyone, mm-hmm. if, if you like the film, you'll. Like yeah, the, the show. Funny. Aye, yeah. aye. So yeah, I'd recommend that. Okay, Um We will talk about this week's biggest releases now, and may or may not recommend some of them. Um, so first up, we have Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. Um, so this is born from Don't Nod's desire to create a spiritual successor to Vampire... Vampire? Vampire... Uh, I think weird. they pronounce it Vampire. Vampire, okay. Um, so it's an action RPG that tells the story of two ghost-hunting lovers on a mission to outwit death. I'm really looking forward to this. I really like Don't Nod. I fucking loved Vampire. <laughs> So I think it looks really cool. Like they do choice based gaming very well, and if they can nail the RPG aspect of it as well in the combat, uh, uh, remains to be seen. It's obviously it's going to be more of a double A than a triple A game, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, thirteenth of February as well. I don't think I said that. Um, another one that I don't know how to pronounce, Lasfanga. <laughs> right. Is that how you say it? Really? I mean, yeah, I don't know. 
Okay. Uh, the Time Shift Warrior. So it's coming to PC. Um, it's an action strategy game on February 13th. Um, and at first glance, it's like a, I don't know, isometric hack and slash in the vein of Hades type game. But it does have some sort of like time manipulation thing going on that I think, you know, like a lot of games you can like rewind back yeah. and like replay it. I think this one sort of lets you almost like record yourself like doing attacks and stuff and then you rewind but then that like time there's like a duplicate of it really? i'm probably not explaining this very well at all i've just really... pulled up the trailer there like i hadn't actually heard of this i don't I, in fact actually it might have been something that was shown at uh i think it was maybe shown at summer game fest yeah, or something yeah it was shown at something i remember being like mm, that's interesting but it does look very hades which if it plays as well as Hades, is a good thing. Like, it looks actually pretty cool. But uh, it remains to be seen how how it lands. Might check it out, though. Mm, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, should you desire on Valentine's Day, you can re-experience Lara Croft's first three globetrotting adventures mm. with a fresh-looking feel in Tomb Raider 1 to 3 Remastered. Um, what a time, man. That She got me through puberty. And now here she is, busting back onto the scene on Valentine's Day. Are you going to rekindle that flame? Yeah. Don't know. Depends if Jess beats me at Tekken. Some slightly not so good news if you are of the completionist type, Craig, that is you. Um, whilst that on is. the PS4 version of the game, you can get three shiny platinums to unlock. Mm-hmm. Not so much on the PS5. Baffling decision. Zero trophies on the PS... Zero platinum mm. trophies on the PS5. Yep. Um, it's allegedly due to some sort of policy changes enforced by PlayStation which prevent multi-game lists from featuring platinums. I think the same happened with Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collections... Uh, Legacy of Thieves Collection and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 as well. Is that why that happened with Call of Duty? Yes. Right. All right. I was going to... I was just about to absolutely fucking roast... <laughs> Uh, the developers for that, but man, maybe it's that's weird that they're doing that. Also, see if you were doing that, would you not make the platinums on the PS5 version rather than the PS4? But maybe they'd submitted it in PS4 before they reel it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's a strange know. one. I mean, I'll just pick it up on PlayStation 4 instead. Yeah, like, with a game like this, obviously being a remaster, like the difference between PS4 and PS5, I can't imagine is going to be. It'll be non-existent. Yeah, right? it's just, yeah. it'll so... be the same game. It's basically. Tomb Raider 1, except they've made the cones into, like, Suckles. rounded balloons. Yeah. <laughs> rounded <laughs> off. And so I'm sure the PlayStation 4 can handle that power. So I'll be picking up on PS4. The, interestingly as well, there's fucking hundreds of trophies. Like, I can't remember the exact number, but, like, Tomb Raider 3 apparently has got, like, 100 trophies. It'll be, like, fucking mm. backflip trophy, front flip trophy. Shimmy. Trophy. Handstand. Trophy. <laughs> do you know what I'm looking forward to? The dual ha- wield. The handstand. There was actually one to do with dual wield. Oh. Uh, the handstand where you do into, which you like, does the bend over Straight into standing over. up. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a favourite. Mm-hmm. used to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That and being able to jump or dive into water. That was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you missed the water. Yeah, the was the first game I remember where like, there was another wee bit that wasn't like in the game, you know what I mean? Because the mansion 
it felt like a wee kind of like, oh, this is different because it's like not the game, but it is the game. Yeah, a training it's a area. Bit, it's a wee bit out of the game, so it feels weird. And then but, I can't remember which one it was, if it was two or... In fact, no, Tomb Raider 2 was the first one that had the mansion. So I think it was maybe Tomb Raider 3 and there was an assault course mm-hmm. yeah, out the yeah. back. I loved oh. the assault course. Yeah. And I, I saw an update. I tweeted this out, actually. But you know how you could lock the... Um, yeah, the butler in the walk-in freezer yeah. well now if you do that if you come back to him like 10 minutes later he's actually frozen oh, <laughs> you have to throw him out <laughs> nice that's just a nice fucking touch though isn't it yeah. I love that a wee bit of fan service yeah. definitely picking this up I don't know we ever said that but I. Um, we have also on Nintendo Switch on February 16th Mario vs Donkey Kong so this is a Switch remake of Game that came to Game Boy Advance I think um, yeah I'd never heard of it before nah, but it's, it's not one remake. I've played um, although there is a demo on the eShop where you can play four levels I think it was from the first world um, which I gave a go of, but I, t- I wasn't. I think having just played Mario Wonder, I was like, "Is it just a two D platformer?" Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Good or alright. I mean, I wasn't. Not enthused. No, not really. Maybe too. Aye, too soon after Wonder. Yeah. Um, but it's there if you want to check it out. And the biggie this week. It's finally time. The they ga- probably can't delay it now. The game that we never thought would see, Andy. Six public delays it's had. Skull and Bones. <gasps> Holy fuck. Know, so but it gets better. I know. On February 16th, Andy, you can experience the third-person open-world pirate game developed by Ubisoft. Or, if you are really, uh, really keen, there's an open beta on Xbox, PlayStation and PC from the 8th to the 11th of Feb. Mm. So the day this podcast launches, you can set sail and you can go into the open beta and see exactly what this game has to offer. Are you going to try this? I am probably not NDA'd anymore. And if I am, then surely I will not be by the time this goes live. <laughs> I played it like two years ago. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll be the same beat. It might be a fucking side scrolling beat em up by now for all I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. it was it wasn't terrible. It was alright. It's not really my type of game. I mean it's a first person game where you're walking about talking to people and then you have then basically you're the ship and you're trying to gather resources and stuff like that. Like, so it's not necessarily my type of game, but there was there was nothing wrong with it at the time. The no main com- Aye, the ship combat. Oh, uh, not hand-to-hand or anything? No, I, I don't think so, unless oh. that's been added in since. But the, from the beat I played, it, it was all... Like, you, could go off the, you could go off the boat and you could talk to people and explore, but there was that was all first-person. There wasn't any, right. like, traversal or anything like that. It was basically just off to sell stuff and then back onto your boat. Um, the the main thing I, issue I had with the beta and it was a beta issue was they were so worried about footage of it getting out that when you loaded up the game it plastered your ID like your I think I, think I played it on Xbox it was like my Xbox gamer tag all over the screen like at like 50% opacity yeah. so it was to the point where it was honestly difficult to see what you were doing it was so intrusive. And it was so that if anybody posted footage, they'd be like, they that was you. Know who you were. Aye. But it wasn't just like in the corner or something. It was posted, it was like plastered like 20 yeah. times all over the screen. Fuck's sake. So I'll, I'll maybe, for a laugh, I'll maybe jump into the open beta. Because yeah, it's free. It. It's free. For those three days, you can jump in for free. Mm-hmm. Shows a little bit of confidence, to be fair, if they're letting mm-hmm. people play it 
for three days before it comes out. Yeah. Um, and just to run through some of the Game Pass editions as well, so we've got Train Some World 4 coming February 7th. I don't think we spoke about yes. that last week. Yeah, if, you know, if you're into Train Sims, then... This... The, the first three were just okay, but in this one, you are the real train. <laughs> it comes with a genuine choo-choo button. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Madden NFL 24 February 8th that's out so obviously the updated one in that is via EA Play yep. uh, Resident Evil 3 is coming February 13th that's a good addition yep. it, it never got the credit deserved after Resident Evil 2 was so amazing and it's not as good as Resident Evil 2 Remake but it's really good is that Nemesis? yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of I did play Resident Evil Three back when it first came out, but I I don't think I finished it at the time. Like back on PlayStation, what was it? One, two, one yeah. PlayStation One, uh, and so playing through the remake was a lot of fun. Like I ended up platinum it and stuff like that. It is a really good game. It's only about four hours long. Is it? Mm, oh, it's short. Oh, okay. Uh, we've also got Bloodstained Ritual of the Night on February fourteenth. Don't know too much about this one. It's like a exploration side scroller action RPG. Yeah, it's meant to be good. Um, a little to the left on February fifteenth. This is like a puzzled game. Um, it seems a bit weird because it says you have to watch out for a playful cat who might stop and swipe away all your hard work. I've got one of those. <laughs> it's a wee mitten. Uh, and lastly, plate up on February fifteenth as well. So this is a cooking action roguelite progression i want to say it's like overcooked overcooked Aye, it's basically overcooked did really well let's make one of them it looks all right though mm, it looks quite yeah, cool yeah. not not beat up for that like it's a formula that worked so why not make more of them but yeah, yeah it looks all right i might check it out no but not a bad lineup yeah not bad okay it's now time to play our little game that we started at the beginning of this year was it the beginning of this year i can't remember Recently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, we've ref- every week we've refined the, the rules. Um, so yeah, it's called Guess That Game. Yeah. And it's I'll my- bring up a picture in the next week. It's my turn this week. So I am going to read out three Metacritic snippets of reviews. And you guys are going to guess. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Better be a game we know. I, it, it definitely is. I just don't know how hard. Like, I don't know. When I was reading it, I was like, oh, this could be quite hard. Okay, review number one. A great, well-crafted action game that has one of the best senses of humour around and dozens and dozens of hours of fun. <laughs> so vague. That is very vague. <laughs> okay, next. Where the game really shines is in its story, which offers class-based warfare amid jocks, nerds, bullies, greasers and Bully. preppy... Damn it, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> or Canis come and edit for extra points. Um, no, he don't get extra points. He's not a dick. He'll make up rules. Yes, it is Billy. Is it? Yeah, I didn't realise. See when I was halfway. <laughs> see when I was halfway through saying it, I was like, I've made a fucking dick of this because when you said class based, I was thinking it was like, oh, you could go a mage, you could go a fucking warrior. Well done. Yes, well done. It was Billy. I feel like I've been a little bit lucky with that and that one that we used last week. Mm. Because if I hadn't got that one, it was fucking none. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it, though. What a fucking roll. Fine, you won. Uh, Let's chat about what I've been playing this week. 
Have we had much time for gaming? No. No. I have not had much time for gaming at all. I've spent almost all of it playing Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. I have reached the Animal Crossing Island, Dundoku Island, and I'm having a great time on it. I have my island up to two stars now. Okay. Uh, Out of how many? Uh, five stars is the maximum. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing quite well with that. I did. There's two nights where I've sat up to like fucking two in the morning, three in the morning, because I just, it's really addictive. You've got to catch those fish. You've got to break those fucking rocks. <laughs> I haven't yet employed the boy to take, o- to take over the menial tasks. It's n- so in this one, you don't weed. You, there's pirates that appear on island and try to fly tip. <laughs> and, of course. And, and so you've got a baseball bat and you run up and you hit the piles of rubbish with a baseball bat and, oh, you, right, and right. you get gear and different stuff from that. And then you also that's have where to. You find all your gear. Uh, and you also have to find. You, you have to like fight some of the pirates, and their leader is like a, a a bombastic chap that looks like Captain Jack Sparrow. Can't remember his name. So that's what I've spent most of my time doing, and I've also played a bit more Toy Trains VR, which is just fucking adorable. <laughs> Love it. Really enjoy it. Really good puzzle game. If you've got mm. PSVR, fucking buy it. Definitely buy it. Really good. That's all I've played. Mm. I've been a busy bee. Mm. Busy bee. Working so hard. I've just played Valhalla. So, nobody wants to hear from me. Valhalla! Valhalla! Valhalla. Are you in England yet? You're in England, aye? Yes. Oh, I've been in England for a while. Yeah. Good. Definitely. I feel like it's a fucking milestone when you manage to get to the main place the game's set at. (laughs) Well, I'm making good progress in the story, actually. Good. Yeah. This time, because when you go, you mind you go to Asgard, mm-hmm. but you can come out of Asgard whenever you want. Yeah, I come out and, it straight away. Yeah, Fuck I, that. I, last time I stayed in it for ages and played all that. This time I can write you out to it and I was like, no, I want to do this stuff in England and see where the story takes me. And you can always just go back to that. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter, it doesn't affect your story really. No, that, see, that was one of the things. Like, obviously, there was so many people. I, at one point, I wasn't too sure on the game, and there was loads of people being like, "Oh, wait, just wait, just wait till you go to this place. You, it'll be amazing." Yeah. And I got there, I was like, "Is this what they're fucking talking about?" Because I'm so fucking done. <laughs> I'm so. Oh my god, the fucking Thor gets put as into as one seen, more fucking video game. I'm had enough. As soon as you seen the bridge made of energy, you were like, "I'm out." <laughs> I was That's so angry, out. and I, I remember saying to folk, "I was like, is this what you were talking about?" I was so good in it, and I was like, "I just want to leave." <laughs> <laughs> and then this one's got because uh, it's been updated. It's got expansion pack, which is in it, which is uh, Neil Helm. Like hell, mm. you can go to hell. Ah, I never. It's like a didn't weird. Didn't do that. I would love to go back and play the DLC, but it's different mechanics. It's like weird, like the way it works. It's right. a bit weird. It's almost like a, like a, get to one level and get to the next, and, get, and you got to go so far with one life. You know what I mean? Oh, right, the mechanic okay. of the game is different. Right. Uh, I came out of that as well because I'm like I don't want to play all this to do you, there's so much stuff you can get bogged down with exactly and that's what I did last time I got bogged in mm-hmm. and I ended up I'm literally at the bit where I left the story last time I'm literally right there so I'm now at the point where I'm playing the game for aye the first time first time yeah yeah 
even though you know what my movie's like it's fucking like playing it the first time anyway. <laughs> 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 but technically I remember you can watch, some bits. I you can watch all your favourite films once a year Aye. basically <laughs> uh, there was some but there was some bits I remembered but like a lot of bits I didn't but now I'm literally the bit where I will know, know anything so good cool good stuff I said I wasn't going to talk about Valhalla much and I fucking ended up talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody okay. wants to hear me That's talk okay. about Valhalla, but anyway, let me tell you. <laughs> so you be soft there. What about you, Jess? Uh, so I jumped into Persona 3 Reload, which came to Xbox Game Pass yes. last week or the week before, I can't remember. Um, so it's a ground-up ground up remake of the original Persona 3, if you've played it before. Um, I have no... Knowledge, no or history with the series. No, none, zilch. To be fair, most people like Persona Three, from what I understand, is the one that sort of blew up. So Persona Three was a lot of people's first Persona, like okay. when it originally released. Okay. Um, so it's set in two thousand nine. I don't actually know when it came out. Probably about yeah. then. Yeah, um, because there is a few kind of references of like things like. I don't know. I'm sure he talks about like CDs or something. I'm like, oh, we're way past that, pal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, as much as there's maybe aged aspects in the story, like it, it is has been like been updated. I'm not sure on it. Is what I'll say so far. I think okay. it is about a hundred hour game. Yeah, it's long to complete. Um, That's if you do everything though. Like you, you could, you could end it. You could mainline it. Like, <laughs> um. I managed to essentially lose four hours though because I didn't save it the last time I turned it off and I didn't save itself. Well, I thought it would, but there's no auto save. I don't. Maybe what? or maybe there's something. If you're losing four hours, there can't be an auto save. Well, obviously know. not. I or maybe know. it saves at certain points. I don't know what happened. They but, should really tell you that if that's the case. But be, well, they did say something about saving, but I probably just, just can't pass there's it so much reading in words. Yeah, I just assume like, it's saying all save. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because <laughs> it tells you every time and again it says, by the way, soon you see this wee symbol. It's auto saving. Yeah. Don't turn the console off. And you just I mean, to be fair granted. though, even if the fucking original didn't have auto save, you'd be like, surely the fuck that would be part of the remake. Oh, I would in. imagine there must be a, it saves at certain points, but maybe you didn't. Get... I mean, uh, yeah, because I think I played it. Like, I've played it three or four times now. Um, and maybe the, it was just something went wrong with the game. I don't know. Yeah. But it does have, like, a fast forward and, like, auto... I don't really know what the auto button does, but there's, like, a fast forward button. So, like, when there is... Auto is just so that when there's dialogue, it'll automatically go to the next bit uh, and just okay. keep going in a steady stream rather than you having to press X each time. Ah, uh, okay. Or A. So when, obviously, it put me back, I was able to do that and get to the bit I was much quicker yes. by ah. doing that. So that helped at least, mm -hmm. but, yeah, not ideal. And then also, it did, like, I was supposed to go to this teleport thing, but the prompt wasn't coming up for me to get. Right, so okay. once again, I had to revert back to the game that I had now learned to save and go back a little bit again because it... Oh so I've not had a great time so far with no, it, it has aye, to be it said. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> um, but I'm quite captivated by the story. Like you play okay. as like a young man who's moved to a new school and then there's like some supernatural shit going on and you learn that there's like this hidden time period right. that exists at midnight at the dark hour. Um, but it's like normal people don't see that. They don't know about it. Okay. But you're not normal. I see your point to me when you're saying that. It feels like that 
It feels like that's not you just talking about the game. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but you just feel as if like you, you lose a bit of confidence when it's there's a wee bug like that. Yeah. And it's such a long game. You mm-hmm. kind of think, when is this going to happen again? Mm-hmm. And how far am I going to be in? Mm-hmm. I.e. Starfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see that you've got over that though. No. Well, maybe it'll come to PlayStation. You can play it on there. And I won't have the bug. <laughs> More than that later. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a bit more time because I do think, like, I'm still... There's still, like, tutorial element things coming up still that still tell me what to do, so I feel like I've not even really got into the thick of it yet. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't... I'm not vibing with it massively so far. Every time I pass by and you've got it on the screen, it looks really fucking cool. Like, it's very colourful and it sort of jumps off the screen at you. It Mm. looks cool. It's not something I've ever played. I do find it funny that, I don't know, we are very much, when I say we, I suppose all three of us, Western gamers. Like, we like, yeah. like kind of like, I don't know, we've never really been into, like, Jap- many Japanese-style no. games. I mean, some no. of them, but not, like, massively. But here at HQ, currently, I'm playing Yakuza, and you're playing Persona. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, some like what the fuck's happened? <laughs> <laughs> we're playing co-op next I know. <laughs> Just wait till Thursday and we're sailing the seven seas. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that. I'm waiting for Disney Speedstorm to go live. So, oh yeah, tomorrow, yeah, so yeah. So I can yeah. play that. Get your rave on. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on to this week's news. News, news, I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news. So undoubtedly the biggest news to talk about this week is the murmurings that Xbox is planning to bring some of its games like Starfield, the upcoming Indiana Jones game, as well as legacy franchises like Years of War to rival PlayStation. Naturally, many Xbox fans are positively furious, taking this as a betrayal by Microsoft Phil Spencer has responded and posted on Twitter on Monday afternoon promising a, quote, business update event at some unspecified point next week to clarify what's going on. So the tweet reads, we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of the Xbox. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking terrible statement, by <laughs> the way. So it's so bad. I mean, he had to know. This isn't going to go... See, when he was typing it, he's got to be like, oh, this isn't going to go down well at all. (laughs) But I think this is the thing, because we don't have any official announcement on what's actually happening, and we have to wait another week. Like, there's just so many questions, and I think that's why this has just exploded so much with all the kind of what-ifs and people are having absolute meltdowns because there's just the uncertainties there. And, you know, are Microsoft bowing out the hardware industry? Like, is it a case this is what they need to do to survive if games are coming to PlayStation in what capacity we just don't there's so many unanswered questions of unknowns at this moment in time yeah. if it wasn't true he would have said so though Th- yeah that like, also there, there is not a world where they do this business update a week from now and go aye that was a lot of piss by the way I don't know what you're going to get upset about like, no. if it was not true he's telling you that now. Been, been caught out and then going 
I was going to tell you. I'll tell you <laughs> next week, though, right? You know what I mean? I know. It's essentially what it's like basically saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we did earlier in the month or maybe late January, like, we did get a bit of info on Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves. Um, and there's been, like, files data mined that kind of confirm that it is coming to both Switch and PlayStation. Uh, um, right. So, that you know, there there is some confirmation there there. and obviously a lot of this information that has surfaced or these rumors have come from quote credible sources Mm -hmm. um so there's definitely something going on but we just don't yet have that clarity of what as we have had some questions and comments in so we'll just go through some of them so question from andy m who said on the surface the reaction to this potential switch has been really negative but is this potentially a good thing for xbox and microsoft I loved how, I don't even know if it was on purpose, but he put on the surface when Microsoft made a, a piece of hardware called the surface. I, I quite enjoyed that. Okay. That was good. Um, I don't think anybody else would have thought that. <laughs> Just I don't think he even meant it, but I got, it tickled me. And that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. I had my fun. <laughs> but, um, so in terms of, like, he, so he says in two parts, he says, is this a good thing for Xbox and Microsoft? For Microsoft, I think it is a good thing because it gives them an opportunity and a platform to sell games for seventy pound again, yeah. and they will sell. PlayStation's got a massive install base. Switch has a massive install base. Putting these games on those platforms will make them a lot of money. So, from Microsoft's point of view, it's a no-brainer. The reason it hasn't happened before is because they've been, we are dedicated to the Xbox brand and we want the Xbox brand to be number one. And that's where it's potentially not a good thing for the Xbox brand because doing this is essentially waving a white flag and saying we cannot compete with PlayStation on a hardware level. Now, I would argue they've, they've not been able to compete with them on a hardware level for a decade now, mm-hmm. ever since that launch of the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. It's been a fucking disaster. And th- that disaster forced them to create Game Pass because it was a swing for the fences situation. They were really far behind and they were like, we need to think out of the box here. Here's fucking Game Pass. And they swung for the fences and it's not paid off. But it was worth trying because they needed something to try and claw it back. But I, I, I think this will do damage to Xbox as a brand. But from Microsoft's point of view, it's going to make a lot of money. Like it's, I mean, we we go back four months ago. I know we said we'd never talk about the Activision deal again. But you go back to all the people that were like championing the acquisition. Oh, we're buying ABK. We're buying ABK. Get it up, use. Get it up, use. Oh, we're going to have all the developers. Who can we buy next? This is what happened because of that. All these fucking morons that were wanting this massive multi-billion dollar company to buy another multi-billion dollar company because that'll make us happy. That's what's caused this. Mm. They've spent all that money and now they've went, how the fuck are we going to make this money back? Yeah. And this is one of the this is one of the fallouts from that. They need the <laughs> only way they're going to make that money back is by fucking selling the games, and not for a ten pound subscription or a twelve pound subscription. Will they just take like whatever the achievements were on the Xbox One and move them to PlayStation? Like back, like what they I would imagine just again honors or something to call PlayStation. <laughs> will they just take the achievements and move them to the honor system? I will fucking climb over that table. 
So and fucking teabag you. What's up? <laughs> Just asking a question. You know, fine fucking move, well that they're the called. Xbox achievements. Yes. Move from Aware Xbox of them. Onto mm-hmm. the PlayStation Honor system. There's no honor in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine they will be like for like achievements and trophies. I'm glad that was a, a concern. I'm, I'm glad that was a concern of yours, though. Trophies. I like I like how that's where your mind went. Thanks for that. It was close. Um, I mean, the, the meltdown this week's been nothing short of spectacular. Like I showed you a couple of the videos, Andy, a, a grown man in his car, telling everybody to relax while his fucking oh, lip was quivering, <laughs> quivering. He was about forty-five years old. <laughs> Uh, I horrendous, absolutely horrendous stuff. But processing, he's like talking about processing the news as if a fucking loved one's died. I'm just processing the news. All right, okay, pal. No worries. Yeah. Hope you sleep tonight. See, see the thing My is, heart goes out for you. <laughs> see the thing is now. This is best case scenario. See if you're an Xbox fan just now, like a diehard Xbox fan that is genuinely upset about this. Like, what I would say is... Then you need to get a life. <laughs> Aye, that's sound advice. Um, I but, don't want a gaming podcast, you know what I mean? But there's a limit. Oh, think, there is, aye. There is a limit to just how... F- like, you shouldn't be... That shouldn't affect you that much. Shit like that. It shouldn't affect you at all. Like, I, Especially when we actually don't even know fact right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. Every, every spare moment I've had since Sunday, I have been on Twitter... Because I enjoy watching the meltdowns. And mm. I honestly don't know what's sadder. The Xbox diehards that are having meltdowns or the PlayStation diehards that are, like, giddy Rejoicing, about it. Rejoicing, yeah. It's, yes. it's equally as sad. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's absolutely it's just, ridiculous. It's just, it's just uh, an unfortunate part of being a human being. It's always us and them, isn't it? Aye. Xbox, PlayStation. You know yeah. what I mean? My box is better than your box. Yeah. Us and them over there, Republican, fucking Democrat, Tory, Labour, it's always us and them. It's never just fucking, let's come together and make fucking great games, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's always one against the other and pitting each other. Well, that's the thing. We've got another question from Kai who says, has Xbox officially lost the console war? I think it has. Eh? Oh, it lost, like I say, it lost the war a decade ago. Yeah. I mean, Phil Spencer gets quoted a lot for his remark when he said, we lost the most important generation. But fuck you, Phil, because I said that years before you did. <laughs> like the that PlayStation Four, Xbox One generation was the most important generation. They didn't know it at the time, but it was. Yeah. Like people don't. Some people were too young, and some people just you don't remember back to a time like this. But see, back in the PlayStation Three, Xbox Three Sixty generation, a lot of games didn't even come out digitally. Like, I still use my PlayStation 3, and sometimes I'm like, mm. oh, I'd like to try that game. You've got to get a disc, because it never came to digital storefronts. Right. Only some games did. Right. Like, so it was during the PlayStation 4, Xbox One generation that everyone started building up their digital libraries. Uh-huh. They started, don't know, people played online in the 360 era, but it grew and grew and grew. And so in the PS4 generation, people got more comfortable with their gaming space online their achievements, their trophies, their digital libraries. And it's hard to move people away from that now. And because PlayStation has the lead, even new gamers coming onto the scene, the buzz is more with PlayStation than Xbox. The Xbox is a great value proposition, but 
for, but it's put them in this. It's a great value proposition for gamers, mm-hmm. but it's not a fucking good position for Microsoft. They've just been eating their fucking lunch all this time. Like, how many times have we said? I've, I've said multiple times. There's no way Game Pass is profitable. Like the amount of money they're putting into it's fucking ridiculous. They can afford to, but somebody's obviously at some point been like, enough, so fucking enough here. By the way, we've just spent six to eight billion or whatever it was on Activision. We can't keep fucking doing this. I'd be interested to know how many of our listeners have got like PlayStation, Xbox, or both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what's the kind of split between between that? Do you think it would skew more towards PlayStation? Probably just for the fact. I mean, in terms of global sales, that, I, that is yeah. the case. In, ter- so. I, in terms of global sales, I think it's about three to one. So you would think it would lean more that way. But we certainly do. I mean, whenever. Like this episode, for instance, it's going to have Xbox in the title. It will get more downloads because it's got Xbox in the title. Mm-hmm. It, it does every single time. Every single oh, really? time it's something about Xbox, we get more listeners than we do if it's. If you put Xbox in the title, you will get more listeners than if you put PlayStation in the title. Hmm. That's weird. Nah. But, I mean, maybe that's people looking for the downfall of it. You know? right. <laughs> like, um, it could be taken... We should in, find a way to mention Xbox every week. Uh, it could be taken in different ways, but... But see, obviously some of these, like, £70 games go on PlayStation and maybe not day and day, but, you know, there's an Xbox six months exclusivity, then it hits PlayStation. Like, how many times as a PlayStation console owner are you going to go, right, I'll pay my £70 now, before you go, I'd be as well just getting Game Pass? Well, Do you know I, what I mean? Is that part of the strategy? It to, could be. And it'll you know, work, it will work for some people. Yeah. You might just go, right, I'm just going to play this game, fine. But then, do you know what I mean? the time you've bought maybe your third or fourth game at a higher price point you're thinking I'd be as well just paying this monthly yeah well th- see that's the thing right so is this doom and gloom for the Xbox it depends yeah like I think there is a chance now and I, I, I said even I said last year that I thought there was a chance that this was Xbox's last generation but what Xbox it's so clear for a couple of years now a good couple of years that they don't really care about consoles. They want Xbox to be an app and you'll be able to get it on your TV or your phone or your tablet or your PC. They want it to be... They don't want to have to make hardware. They want to make yeah. an app. You Bluetooth your fucking controller and you play Xbox games. It makes it so much more accessible. Yeah. They're just waiting for the cloud infrastructure to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a quote here from um, the CFO, Tim Stewart. He says, Our mission is to bring our first-party experiences and subscription services to every screen that can play games. Yeah, well, that's okay. that's that's exactly it. That's what they want to do, and so they are in a better. They are putting themselves in a better position for that future than PlayStation currently, because cause PlayStation do so well out of hardware, and that's their bread and butter. And it's what they know. They don't want to move to a cloud future, right? No. So there's no incentive for them to do really for that. Going back to what I was going to say before, best case scenario for Xbox is. They put their games on... They publish their games on Switch when pop, where possible because every game won't run on Switch or Switch 2. They publish all their games on PlayStation. Super Switch. Super Switch. And then they can they make more money in the short term and then by the time we do move on to where it's a PlayStation app, an Xbox app, 
at that point, it's not exactly a hard reset, but it, all of a sudden the, the playing field levels mm. because everyone's got access to everything through yeah. their fucking TV or through their phone. And at that point, Xbox would hope that they have indoctrinated enough PlayStation gamers into, look what we've got. Yeah. So how much would this be, Jack? How much would it be to have, if they want to go that way, what are you buying to do to play that? You're buying the access to cloud streaming because when you when you you buy a controller and you pay for Game Pass, it'd basically be a Game Pass app. So, do you think at that point the subscription would go up? Probably, I don't know. I mean, like, everything's going up, so I'll be dearer than it was now. But I mean, the wind... I mean, this is years off. Look, PlayStation will definitely make a PlayStation Six, but. I'm just saying that if Xbox stay in the game long enough, they could potentially still be planting the seeds for a brighter future. Uh-huh. I think so. I think that by indoctrinating PlayStation gamers as well into their ecosystem, for then it being a bit of a reset once we get to cloud-based gaming. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, and I think that that's clearly the strategy from the leaked documents that we saw previously, and certainly kind of trickles of information that we've seen. I think. The challenge is that consoles are so deeply ingrained in gaming culture. So, you know, they're considered the most accessible, affordable and reliable way to play games. And so people need to make that change. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I'm, I'll like, fight against changing to cloud. Like, like how do you pitch that to yeah, your I consumers? Yeah, that's that. where... No, as, 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 long as, as long as PlayStation make a console, I'll keep buying it. Mm-hmm. I will only move to cloud gaming once I can fucking buy a console. Why though? What's, stop, what's stopping you actually? Because there's just too many variables. Like okay. I've got my my I've got three hundred meg internet in my house, but I could do three speed checks right now. And one minute it would be three hundred, the next minute it'd be one hundred and twenty, the next minute it'd be right. fucking sixty. And so, so if, if I've got, got a co- point where that wasn't an issue, though, would you be alright with it? If it definitely wasn't an issue, yeah. Right. But I think we're too, we're still ten years mm-hmm. away for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UK's internet's a far cry from that. Yeah. Yeah, been so reliable. At high speeds. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would still want to. I, I mean, I have no interest really in gaming my phone and stuff like that. So it would still be for Same. me. It would be an app on a phone on a on a TV. Like I'd still. It just feel weird, wouldn't it? Aye. But it equally, like I don't know, Microsoft since its conception has been a software company, and so you kind of trust yeah. that actually. Or they could do it to a good level. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, you you play. You can do cloud streaming with Xbox just now, and it works pretty well. It, it does works work pretty well. It works way better than the PlayStation one does. Speed. And there was only a couple of times you get that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, with the static. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. sta- you know what I'm talking about. Pixelated. Pixelated, yeah. It's not loading up correctly. And it only happened a couple of times. Ah, which it was, well. the, which that, That's when I went, oh yeah, I'm playing a streaming game right now. But that was that was it. Apart ah. from that, I was expecting it to not look as good. Mm-hmm. It looked fucking perfect. Apart from everything again that happened. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to stop you from my... Because you're like... If my internet goes down, can I just not play my game? You Why? Know I mean? that's, that's the thing these in a cloud-based days. future, your internet goes down, you can't play it. You're fucked. You're, that's you, you're fucked. Exactly. Whereas you've got a console, your console has to literally stop working. Yeah. And so I would always prefer to have a console. But that, I mean, this is the future of gaming at some point. I know. And I know. this is definitely... I, I think the main thing is that... So going back to briefly to the meltdown online, like as stupid as it is, as childish as it is, what we have seen this week is that Xbox have alienated a lot of their most hardcore mm-hmm. player base and as demented as these folk are 
that's not something that you should aim to be doing. Like, these are the people you want to keep happy. These are the people that are fucking basically giving you free promotion for your brand. Yeah. And now they're out there waving the white flag, saying they're going to be fucking get rid of their Xbox and become PlayStation influencers. Like, it's, it's not a good look mm. at all. Um, yeah, I'm very curious to, to see what... I mean, what even is a business update event? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's the way it's worded is quite curious to me. And it's like corporate sounded. Uh-huh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, are, is this meant to be for consumers? Like... I think it's going to. I think it's probably that because it's as much Microsoft as as Xbox. I don't mm. necessarily think this is like a. I don't know that. I mean, maybe Phil Spencer will host it, but I think it's going to be more of a sort of corporate mm-hmm. vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, <sighs> there's clearly infighting at Xbox. I think so like too. there's yeah. a, a lot of infighting. Like ever since they bought Bethesda, Bethesda don't seem happy at all. We got some emails that were in those court documents for the ABK deal where Bethesda were raging. They were like, how come ABK are allowed to publish their stuff on PlayStation and we're not? Like, they're not pleased about it at all. There's there's never been complete harmony between those two. No. You can see it so clearly. Yeah, and the US FTC have, like, filed a court notice against Microsoft for laying off all the Activision employees as well. So that's just another thing to... Yeah. Which was going to happen. Yeah. But I, I think we need to find out exactly what's going to happen. I think the, the big question, the question isn't, is this going to happen? To me, the question is, is it going to happen, but Hellblade comes to PlayStation the same day it comes to Xbox? Or is it six months later? Mm-hmm. Like, and and that that's something they'll have to decide. Because to me... I don't think they've made that decision yet either. I think They're probably they, scrambling this week. Yeah, I think it is. They weren't of... expecting this to come out. Because I think that the quotes or the sort of leak or kind of rumours are like they're considering, yeah. you know, it's I don't think anything's potentially really been finalised yet. Mm-hmm. Um, spending this week doing it all, finalised nothing. And I, I think Xbox have, have been, I don't know, so back and forth with their communication strategy and they just never seem to quite get it right. And I think that plays into this a lot as well because people have kind of lost confidence a little bit. I mean, I, I took a lot of stick years ago for saying I don't trust Phil Spencer. Like, I don't, I'm not sure that he's the right man. He just, he never inspired confidence in me. He talks it about, I mean, every CEO does, like, every high up does, but the, he talks it both sides of his face. He'll say one thing, but and then something else will come out. But when you look back at it, you're like, oh, well, he did kind of word that in such a way that you can't outright call him a liar. Mm-hmm. But fucking hell. Um, and I don't know. Xbox, the problem they had was they just kept throwing money at a problem. And I don't think that was the best way to go. They already had loads of studios. But their idea was, we'll just buy more studios. Like, I've made the WCW comparison loads and loads of times. It's been great for consumers. Like, see, as a Game Pass, yeah. like, yourself, Andy, as, as a Game Pass connoisseur, like, it's great for you. Yeah. Like, you're like, ah, I can't believe I'm getting all this for this amount of money. And yeah, it's fucking great. It's, it's, been, great. it's been great for consumers, but it's, it's led to this because it's not fucking sustainable. I mean, if Microsoft don't think it's fucking sustainable. And that's the thing. It's, it's almost bred a proportion of, of consumers that, now don't and won't buy games because they'll only you know what I mean. Aye. 
and you'd be like fair enough like why if you're paying that money per month why would you be buying additional I, things unless you're a hardcore really enthusiastic gamer again i'm i definitely said this on a podcast in the last six months but i think right now if microsoft could go back i think they would still make game pass but i don't think they would put all their first party exclusives day one mm-hmm. on game pass i think that was a really stupid move because I know they didn't sell as much as PlayStation games, but they fucking sold. Halo sold. Mm. Gears sold. And it made them a lot of money. And I think there was a way... Like, obviously, PlayStation had the... They had the luxury of waiting to see how Game Pass did and then updating their service accordingly. Mm -hmm. And what they've done is, which is a much better structure, we've got this catalogue of games... And then first party exclusives come out and a year, 18 months later, then we'll put them in a the service. Once we've milked all the sales out, it, mm-hmm. then you can have them in a the service. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, although I would argue that it was pretty fucking obvious at the time, that was a much better strategy. Mm-hmm. Make the sales up front, then put it on there for the people that are willing to wait. But you can't the genie's out of the box. You can't like to you, Andy, for example, you can't turn you can't turn around now to every Xbox gamer and go, actually yep. we're not bringing all that stuff to Game Pass, you're gonna yep. have to pay for it now. Nope. You can't you can't 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 you can't go back. Mm-hmm. You can't. They've put themselves in this position where if can't they want to big. now that they've got all these exclusives coming, if you want to sell them for seventy quid, you have to go and find somewhere to sell them for seventy quid. Yeah. And that's why they're going to PlayStation, because yeah. that's that's where the gamers are. Mm-hmm. So you need to fucking sell them there. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to find out how much of a percentage does Xbox contribute towards Microsoft's bottom line? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The Xbox arm, but I can't really find it. It is like four, it's saying like four billion odd. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much of that as a percentage. You know what I mean? Because it could be, it sounds like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But Microsoft make a lot of fucking money. Oh, a lot of fucking you know what money. You I mean? So does... Is like because you're saying it like it's losing a lot of money, but is it so insignificant to Microsoft that you know what I mean they can do it? I mean they can afford it, but even to any company paying sixty nine billion for yeah it's a, a lot publisher, that's a, a lot of fucking money. A lot of pressure on them, isn't it? So yeah, this will be obviously another talking point next week once we yeah i'd imagine next week we will have more. we will have more info and we'll be able to sort of process that and come back with more succinct thoughts but look it's it's not a case of is this happening it is fucking happening if there was even a hint of it not then phil spencer would have said mm-hmm. it was a it was a really poor statement but it wasn't so poor that he's sitting there going well i know we're not doing this but i'll just not say anything while everybody there's fucking flames it reminds you of that gif with the dog when he's sitting there and it says this is fine and there's fire all around <laughs> I might change that gif and put Phil Spencer's head on the dog <laughs> um, this obviously will be a, a big talking point on the next Playstation podcast episode as well which will be out on Saturday tomorrow if you're listening as this one has gone live. I hear they've got um, a victory lap planned. Well, yeah. Um, might be slightly biased, has to be said. However, go check that out if you want. Stunned when it's a PlayStation podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you expecting the Xbox side of things? Um, 
Now, I don't want to forget about the, the third party in this whole situation. My good friends over at Nintendo. Oh, yes. Yes. What so, do you want? Well, they've released their quarterly sales numbers, so we have some updated figures on some games, Andy. Right. Um, Just to rub it in. <laughs> uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has sold 20.28 million copies since it launched on May 12th. Jeez. Pikmin sold over... Sorry, Pikmin 4, sorry, sold over 3 million. Super Mario Brothers Wonder sold almost 12 million copies since October, which is pretty good. Super Mario RPG, 3.14 since November, so... Fuck's sake, they should have just... I mean, those are penny numbers. They should have just put that in a subscription service and sold it for <laughs> £4.01. Yeah, interestingly, though, um, Hogwarts Legacy, now, granted, it came out in, what, February? Yep. Um, it's 22 million, so it, it is Oof. the highest-selling game of 2023. Um, yeah. But... Nintendo are probably a wee bit maybe we shouldn't have let it come to Switch and we could have got the crown of <laughs> best game with yeah. Zelda. Yeah. It's probably what tipped them over the edge, but yeah. Um and yeah, they they also kind of said in their report as well that the Super Mario Brothers movie released in April has a had a positive impact on sales of Mario related titles as well, which I mean as Stunned. you would as you would expect, but um it just kind of shows like I don't know, obviously there's more of that to come and it will be you know, it is going to elevate gaming figures and hopefully bring more people over to gaming, which... Yeah, I mean, they've been talking about, obviously, a Zelda movie mm-hmm. and uh, they're wanting to branch out, as you would. I mean, given how well that Mario film did, makes sense. It was the fastest-selling... Uh, so Super Mario Brothers Wonder was also the fastest-selling Super Mario title to date. The fastest-selling Mario title? Mm-hmm. Not just 2D one? Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. <laughs> okay. Um, some more local news now. Um, the Scottish government has given its backing to the creation of a national games strategy. So the goal of the strategy, according to Scottish Games Network, is to create a more successful games ecosystem in Scotland and ensure the country can support the sector more effectively as it continues to grow and evolve. The video game market contributes over £188.5 million to the Scottish economy annually, which the Scottish Games Network says makes games as large as... As large as areas such as fintech, data, cybersecurity and space, uh, the network will create an action plan which will provide tangible, actionable recommendations to increase knowledge of and support for gamers. Uh, The move will make Scotland the first part of the UK to have a strategy in place to support the growing games ecosystem. Yeah, cool. I mean, good to see the Scottish games industry flourishing. Mm -hmm. I'm available should I be needed. Or what? Just in a maybe like a consultant capacity. I'm a pretty clued the up champ guy. Champ. Aye. Let's consult the champ champ. <laughs> Imagine what a fucking oh, boon it would be for them to say that I'm on their books. Oh. <laughs> I'm a bit of a rock star. Like rocking into uh, the headquarters and your fucking Greg's sponsored attire. <laughs> the pre-marked gigs gear as you walk in the door you've got your big coffee <laughs> and all you do is just like with a big swag and you just drop a big egg in it and then bop, bloop, that's how I egg. fucking roll boys that's how we do it <laughs> what am I needing to fix 
That's all we have for news. Cool. Um, okay, so now we shall turn to our movie section of the podcast where we pick and watch and discuss a movie. This week was Loaded Weapon 1. Just want to clarify that one. Yep. Okay. Uh, so if you don't know, Loaded Weapon 1 is a comedic parody film which was released in 1993, directed by Gene Quinchano. Uh, the movie satirises the action genre, particularly buddy cop films like Lethal Weapon. The plot revolves around Jack Colt, played by Emilio Estevez, a reckless and slightly unhinged police detective, and his by-the-book partner, Wes Luger, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Together, they investigate a series of bizarre crimes orchestrated by a powerful businessman named General Mortars, played by William Shatner. Along the way, they encounter a colourful cast of characters, including a seductive femme fatale named Destiny Demeanor, Demeanor? Um, played by Cathy Ireland, and quirky coroner named Dr Harold Leacher. As Colton Luger unravel the conspiracy, they must navigate the, a barrage of absurd situations and outlandish gags, all while trying to save the day. Yep. This was the first time I'd seen this in a while. Yeah, I, I watched it a few times when I was younger, so I would look, definitely a few scenes were like brought back memories. Yeah, so nineteen ninety three, this came out, and so obviously, like it's loaded with like parody elements, poking fun at action movies and cliches and tropes that came before it. So yeah. for me, a lot of it went over your head. Yes, because you didn't get the references. No. Right. I mean, obviously, I've seen a few things. You need to know them, before, and you're really going to partake in the laughter. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> I feel, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the thing because I didn't. I did, a lot of it. I was like, Meh. I mean, I, I, yeah. I've seen lots of action movies, so there's some gags that you can laugh at, but there's some that you just aren't going to appreciate because yeah. like, I don't know where the what I it's know, meant I to know, reference. You probably know yeah. it's a reference, but yeah. you don't know where it's from. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly that. So, yeah, I wasn't as engaged as I perhaps should have been. Uh, well, what about you though you'd probably seen more of these movies that oh, I referenced I'd, it wasn't as good as I remembered no I thought it was fun I didn't it's not that I didn't enjoy it but yeah I don't know I, th- I remember it being slightly less stupid right as a spoof I remember oh I know it's a spoof but I don't know I, I just remember it being played or satire, whatever you want to call it. Aye. I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I thought there was just... There was a few scenes that went an extra 10% that it didn't need to. Mm. Not in terms of length, but just in terms of... Like what ones? I can't even... I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I can't... I don't know. I just... There was... I genuinely don't know. I, not in terms of length, but just in terms of... Like, it got to the point where you were like... You got the gag, but then they were like, ah, but come on. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, you were like, yeah, no, I, I did get it 10 seconds ago. Like, mm. aye, okay. Right. And yeah, I, th- I think it was mostly Estevez. Like, I thought he was dialed up slightly too much. Aye, he was crazy. Aye. Yeah. Aye. But. <sighs> I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one to explain. I enjoyed it. It's not that I didn't enjoy the film. Like, I was looking up on IMDb and I'm like, ah, I think it's got like a 6.3 or something like that. And I was like, yeah. that's a little bit high. Hmm. 
like in terms of like I don't know I feel like of films at the time like I prefer Naked Gun I Naked Gun's probably the standard bearer mm. for this type of film I also interestingly see when I was making up the image I posted this I think online on Discord but I don't remember when I was posting the like so I always make up an image with the like the DVD cover and I was like I don't remember this knowing that this was a National Lampoon's film uh, I think I remember that yeah because obviously that sort of artwork's quite synonymous to the National Lampoon's logo and yeah. I was like I don't because rem- I, I, I can picture the DVD cover or at the time the VHS cover yeah. I'm like I don't remember that being there I wonder who the who it needs to be involved for it to become a National Lampoon's film you know what I mean like, what was National Lampoon's it was like a a magazine wasn't it I'm not sure I just know there's, fil- there's a film line but like I'm sure Chevy it was Chase like a... has done a few of the hot. What's the Chevy Chase ones again? Um, the holiday ones. There's like Christmas vacation and stuff, isn't there? Yeah, yeah that is one. That is hundred percent one. It was a magazine. Yeah, aye, that's what I said, wasn't it? Aye, so it was. It was initially a magazine, but it was like I. They had. They ended up having like a film division or something like that, mm. and they made. All the well, all these different films. I mean, I, I think Loaded Weapon must have been one of the last ones. I would have thought. No, no mate. There's fucking. They, they're still going to this day. Do they? Yeah, there's. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. There's uh, National Lampoon films still going on. I'm looking at the line here. Whether you Google it and you can see Animal House. I'll tell you the some of the most popular ones. What so Loaded Weapon is definitely one of them. Uh, Animal House with John Belushi that's a very popular one yeah uh, what else The Dirty Movie that's a popular one The Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase obviously Christmas Vacation 2 holy um, shit they do still quite, make them yeah, they're still going they're quite popular Van, Wil- Van Wilder is a National Lampoon's I didn't know that yeah Um uh, European Vacation uh, all those Chevy Chase ones Vegas Vacation you know I mean he'd done loads of those I was going to say it so I'm looking at the list here mm-hmm. and outside of the two Van Wilder films I do not recognise one of those films after Loaded Weapon they must be straight to DVD they could be candidates for what do you think of this type of film like satire what's your view on it what do you think I like it but I think it just in this case I think like I say I think it just at times it went a bit far like I like it in certain instances like see scary movie I like those like so I I think and uh, to be fair I mean you couldn't even really say that scary movies it's not as if it's dialed back (laughs) like no I thought some of the bits were quite funny like so I like the bit where he goes into the mini mart, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. and uh, he's looking at the fucking magazine. Yes, and then and all, all the leaflets sudden, keep falling out. All the leaflets just keep <laughs> on falling out and falling out and falling. That was out. quite good because it's kind of true. Like uh, that's all you get in fucking magazines. Especially back then, it was it was an absolute nightmare. Right, but then four pull- envelopes would it- fall out for all the stuff it wanted you to mail back. Yeah. And then it pulls out when obviously he's about to huckle the robbers 
it pulls out and there's literally a mound he has to step out of. Aye. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like some some of the bits I thought some of the bits were really funny. You know oh, I mean? I it's not that I thought it was a bad film. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just I, I think in my head it was a classic. Like they caught like because it's very that's what they do. They play in the stereotypes obviously. Mm. And the bit where so that like, you've got the screaming captain. You know, yeah. Like that's because you always get that in films. Mm. God damn it, I'm gonna guard you, and you're going and he's just talking. Do you want a coffee? Do you want a coffee? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like that's like there's some there's some kind of funny yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Every, every single scene was a stereotype. Like, and even, you see him like there's lots of wee things as well you don't notice. I think as much because when they're talking in the office, the guy, the the captain has a meal, and he's doing that thing where he's just literally moving, but. I don't know if you noticed that he's moving bits to the side. He's not eating anything, mm-hmm. but he's just because they never do. No, but that's thing. He's literally just going moving it from side to side. Because like in a scene, like if you're an actual actor, like continuity is a thing. Yeah. So if you eat something, then you, if you're there all day doing that scene, you've got to eat that Aye. all the time. Because mm-hmm. it's a joke in that uh, Wolf of Wall Street where there's a scene where they're, where they're eating again. Let's say it's something like, I think it's oysters maybe, right? And o- oysters. And, uh, and it's supposed to be Jonah Hill that eats the last oyster. But Jonah Hill was like, I didn't like fucking eat that because that meant I would be there all day eating oysters. So he ad-libbed mm. and went, no, no, you have it to Leonardo DiCaprio. But he didn't really click. And then he ate it. And, and he was sick after it because all day he had to feed fucking... Like sardine or whatever it was, like I had to eat them all day doing that ah. scene because you've got like the continuity. Of the yeah, scene. yeah, I know. Yeah. I notice it in Big Bang Theory an awful lot because mm. they have so many scenes where they're sat having a takeaway or they're yeah. at the restaurant or whatever, and they I notice no. it all the time. They just have to eat it every all day. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean, because like, it's not just like, don't just do what you wonder why though, because you look at a scene right and then you find out they spent like fifteen hours on it, mm. and you're like. Why? Yeah. Why have you literally? It's like a two-minute scene. How did it take fifteen hours? Obviously, it does because you hear it all the time. Mm. But then they're eating that for fifteen fucking hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like constantly. Yeah. So that's why you get that kind of like, and it's and that's where the joke comes yeah. from. But he's just moving it about. And I noticed and I started laughing because it's quite funny. Yeah. When you see it. You know, he's just literally moving things from side to side <laughs> in the scene. You know what I mean? <laughs> You go back to that uh, that bit in the shop with the the magazine, mm. and there's about three different scenes where they go into like a sort of convenience store, and in each one there's more Pakistani people behind the counter. <laughs> and the last time yeah. they go in, there's like four of them just standing yeah. smiling behind a counter. And I was like, "Fuck's sake, man! You would not get away mm. with that today." <laughs> oh, and it's so obvious because the guys are just standing there like smiling. And I'm like, "Fuck!" You know, yeah. I'm not sure if it was this. Because I, I, I didn't, wasn't paying full attention to if it was more each time, but it felt like each time they showed that convenience store scene, uh, there was an extra body there. Yeah, there was a few like cameos as well from people that yeah. mm-hmm. um, Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen is the valley, Bruce Willis. Yeah, yep. I enjoyed that bit. Yeah, Bruce Willis. Do you know what was what was an interesting cameo? Mm. Paddy's bar. Paddy's Bar. What do you mean? So, uh, you ever seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. Have you not? No, nah, I'm not a fan. Oh I tried God. to watch it once and I just didn't. Oh, it's really good. But, so the bar that is Paddy's Bar. I'm going to lamp past me for that now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the bar that is Paddy's Bar, they, in most episodes, they show like the outside of it. Right. And at one point, 
during the film they just cut to it's like a scene that's like outside and it's the fucking same bar. Oh wow! So it must be, it, it must be just be an actual bar in Boston that they used for that outside the exterior Boston and fucking Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, in Philadelphia, I it must just be, but it was like I'm like because it's so iconic. There's like a really really large uh, like curb, and then it's this right. archway. So right. it's it's not like I don't know. It seems f- it seems very unlikely uh, that there's another one. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was quite cool. As soon yeah. as I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> a fucking cameo that came to fruition fifteen years later. Yeah, I quite like it. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. They never made a second one because it's something they could have kept going with, and just. Well, I think there was supposed to be a second one. Was there, there was meant to be, yeah, um, but it never happened. Um, I think a deal had been in place before the movie had gone to production and there was even like a poster, but then, I don't know, I think because this underperformed at yeah. box office. But ah. then even that, as the satire, just calling it... One. One. There's only, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It kind of like fits in a way. Mm. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I did I enjoyed it. I, just, I was surprised yeah. that... I, even last week I said that, but I was surprised it was because I'd never remembered this is Samuel Jackson been in it. Mm. I was shocked that he was in it as well. I was. I, didn't, I didn't remember it was him. You know what I mean? I couldn't have told you that. But the guys look looked fifty two for fucking hundred year. Ah, he was in his late forties in that film. We you know had this mean? conversation because I was just like, he looks the same, but I can tell he's a wee bit younger here. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> you can. But it's still weird, though, isn't it? Mm. He, he, very, he hasn't aged no, much hasn't. at all, really. But he's also... He's like the poster boy for Never Give Up. Because, I mean, Loaded Weapon 1 was one of his first big roles. And he's like fucking 45 years old. Yeah. And you look at the... I mean, most people would have gave up when they were like 30. And went, mm. I better get a fucking job. I know he had other roles before this, but like... Yeah, I mean, see, his career took off after this. He was in this same year. He was in Jurassic Park. He was a small role in that. Oh, that's but then right, the yeah. next year, it's Pulp Fiction, mm. and then it's like it, it took off. Like I'm not saying this made his career. Then like he wasn't other stuff before it. Oh, well, he did do quite a. Well, he was in Menace to Society before this. But he done, yeah, he was in Coming to America. Yep. Uh, what else? That's really good. But he was not in much big stuff before this. No, it's all I'm not saying this stuff here. I'm not saying this made him, but it obviously must have got him in the door in some places because, like you say, look, Pulp Fiction's the next year. I mean, even you look at Jurassic Park in 93, it's not like he's a big role in it. No, he's just a computer guy, isn't Aye. he? He's no... There isn't really big roles here. He's, it's, and he is obviously just a... not a leading actor mm-hmm. in these films. Yeah. And that, the, that, that's his first leading role by the looks of it aye and by the time he does this he's like it's he's in his 40s yeah and so you look at it and go fair fucks to him for keeping going and I mean you think about that like he could have easily gave up before Loaded Weapon 1 and then look at the career he's had since one of the best careers in fucking movie history well, and it, it never kicked off until in his mid 40s a year later he's doing Pulp Fiction yeah think about that huh you know I mean think about him in this film and a year later, he's doing the performance he does in Pulp Fiction. It's mm. mad, isn't it? Mm. You know what I mean? The like, think about how fucking iconic that role is for him. Mm-hmm. And like, that's literally like a year later after yeah. his first leading role. 
Like I'm, really? like I say, I'm not saying that this film got him it, but it obviously must have had some effect because it's very quickly after this he becomes an A-list actor. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Well, what's the rest of it has done? I was surprised to see that he <laughs> was still ducks. fucking acting. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> He was. Like, I liked the way he talks. So. I know. I was. I, I was like. I, he must have gave up. And see, to be fair, for the most part, he's not done much since like early two thousands. Nah, but he know. was back for the Mighty Ducks TV show in two thousand sixteen. Oh my god, dude! I love how <laughs> you do that. I looked it up. Ah, right, okay. I've not watched it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I actually like the music in this. Yeah. I don't know why. I like that type of score where it's like from like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. It's that kind of like sex jazz music. It's very 90s. I know. It's very kind of like saxophone synths with like a lead guitar. Yeah. Half the reason I really enjoy 90s action films is because the music is just fucking great. It gives, it's, a certain, it's a certain vibe, isn't it? 80s and 90s, I. I fucking love yeah. that. I love that vibe. Speaking of music, did you know that LimeWire is back on the scene? What? Yeah, but not obviously as a, a way to illegally download uh. MP3s. Um, it's now some sort of AI music generator. Oh, wow. So it's like, I think you can make AI tracks oh, quite God, easily. Oh, but, yeah, I, I hate all so. this, honestly. As a musician, <laughs> <laughs> this is the death of music. See all this pish, by the way? T-Pain will be on it. What? T-Pain will be on it. He's all There's... there's Playlists on like Spotify and stuff like that, they're pumping out like in the space of a year they've pumped out like two thousand songs. And like no artist can keep up with that. Mm. You know what I mean? There's no there's no artist that can pump out two thousand songs in a year. You know what I mean? And it just takes away like there's something about it I just fucking dislike. Yeah. I totally dislike it. You know mm. what I mean? Because when I write a song, like there's I don't just write a song to fucking put it on a playlist. Mm-hmm. I write a song because it's got meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't like I don't like this just fucking input what you want it to be. And there's no fucking heart and soul in that, and that's what music is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really sorry, I just I really no, fucking Oh no, I totally agree. I totally I fucking hate it, man. Absolutely hate it. Mm. I just and in AI in general, I just think it takes the heart and soul out of a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. it's fucking like it's amazing and it's cool. But there's just fucking there should be limits to some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, it has its uses, but it's yeah. Yeah, no for writing songs. But we yeah. can do that. Yeah. Why do you need AI to write your song? Yeah, less it's cool. Less AI, more sex jazz music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Look let's. This guitar, sorry, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one I pre- a guitar he prepared earlier. <laughs> Okay, let's rate this movie, I guess, in pies, please. I'll go for a three. Three for me. It's two for me because I did not engage with it very much. That's true. Um, okay, here's the deal. Next week, we're going a bit rogue, okay? Mm. We're not watching a movie. We're watching Outrageous. a documentary, okay? We've done that once before. Yeah, it's we watched a documentary about Xbox. Once. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say, yeah it's a gaming documentary, but th- this week we're going for something closer to remember, closer to Craig's heart. Yeah, um, that's what that's what the link is close to your heart. Yes, yeah. on Netflix there is a documentary called Greg's. What's really in it? And is the answer cream eggs? <laughs> <laughs> 
So Greg's the Bakers, if you're not familiar, which Craig frequents. He also has a nickname of Greg at times. So it just seemed he's got all a, the clothes. appropriate. Oh, there is. Primark had brought out a whole range of Greg. Yeah, yep. So this may or may not put him off it. Who knows? I think we should get a picture of you knowing that Greg could get up. I mean, unless they're putting something weird in their coffee, it's not really going to do much to me because yeah. I eat that and the odd cake out of there. That's no. basically it. No. Um, okay, well, anyway, we're going to watch that. It's on you Netflix like yum if yum. you have Netflix. I like, do like a yum yum. I tell you, tell you would like a yum yum. I forgot to get my free birthday cake. They sent me a thing saying, here, have a free birthday cake, and I forgot to get it. Oh, they do that now. It's expired, they? yeah. That's right. It expires. Ah, uh, you only get a month to redeem it. And I forgot. A month is quite generous, to be fair, and you're still within it. Maybe it wasn't a month then, because mm. it's expired. And ah. The fucking prices are going up again, though. You notice that? And Greg's. Like, the, the prices went up just as the new year hit. The new year hit, and a bacon roll used to be, say, like fucking 270 mm. and a tea, mm. and now it's like three quid. Right, I would just like to point out that I get a lot of flack for being the Greg's guy. Yeah. I couldn't have told you. Yeah, the Greg's guy. Within a pound how much that stuff cost. <laughs> and he's giving you the fucking itemised price list of the fucking menu. Are you kidding? Oh, bacon rolls went up 30 pence. And you don't even get a free sachet of sauce anymore. Right, well, what? Maybe you should just pay more attention to what you're spending, Craig. Well, that's I, part of the issue, I think. I think maybe other people should reveal themselves, as Paddy would say. You're the one that's got a complaint file within Greg's. They know you. Right. They're the same. <laughs> they know you. There's a, there's a history Everyone here. Everyone knows me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a likeable guy. Yeah. Um, so, yes, do watch along. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, it's a 44-minute documentary. Get it watched on Netflix. There's two... Bizarrely. Oh, yes, Net- be careful. Yes, there is two Greg's documentaries <laughs> on Netflix, which is really worrying. Yeah, uh, it's almost one two episodes. This is the one that's one episode. Ah, it's the one that's one episode. One long thing. Don't be yeah. a fucking dick and watch the wrong thing. I mean, you can yeah. if you want. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's not on us. Um, okay, that is all for this week. Thanks, as always, for listening. Um, as I mentioned, do check out the PlayStation podcast, which will be dropping tomorrow. And feeling that to see you next week yeah. scotch pies are on me actually they're on Craig well how nice of you <laughs> no worries <laughs> <laughs>